I have a confession to make. I get a little bit infatuated with celebrities. And I don't mean like creeping outside of Justin Bieber's window kind of infatuated. I haven't done that in months. <laughs> My wife says though I get a little bit starstruck and I'm really interested in the headlines of USA Today and here's why. I'm always curious to see if celebrities are happy. You know, that's a big topic we've been trying to tackle together this week, how to find happiness. And if there's anyone in our culture that should be happy, you would think it would be them. Many of us assume if we could put on a little bit more muscle and lose a few more pounds, we'd be super happy. Or if we didn't have credit card debt and we can move into a nicer home with a better backyard and a greater kitchen, we'd be happy. We'd assume if we wouldn't have these financial pressures, if we could go on great vacations, if we fell in love with a beautiful person, we'd be happy. And so here are these celebrities. And they have the looks, and they have the likes, and they have the pleasures, and they have the trips. So the, the question I'm curious about is, are they happy? And I haven't done any personal interviews. Uh, they won't return my phone calls. <laughs> but here's what I seem to get from the headlines. Not really. There's just as much anxiety and depression and fear and frustration among the rich and famous as there is among you and me. In fact, it's crazy to me how many celebrities battle addiction. They turn to pills or to drugs or to alcohol for some temporary high when you think all the stuff they have would give them the high that they're looking for. It seems that the pursuit of happiness isn't an easy path to find. And that's actually what an ancient celebrity said too. In the Old Testament, King Solomon was like a, a celebrity. He was rich, famous, he was wise, he had the, the women, the wealth, the wine, everything. But in this book of the Bible we call Ecclesiastes, he said this, Meaningless, meaningless. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. <laughs> Solomon tried to be happy in a thousand different ways and it didn't work. Yeah, it made him happy for a little bit, but when he looked back and reflected, he found that it was meaningless. True happiness, lasting happiness, wasn't found in all the stuff that celebrities get. Now, you might never be rich and famous or have a, a billion Instagram followers, but that's really important for you to know, too. Because there's this temptation that you and I face to think, if we just got fill-in-the-blank, we'd definitely be happy. But life doesn't work that way. You pray for the, the right grades to get into college and you get it and the acceptance letter makes you so happy. And then there's the pressure of exams and the competition of sports and the crazy dating life on college campus and you're not so happy. You think if you had more money and made more money, you'd be so happy. But then you get the job and there's the pressures and the demands and the mandatory overtime from your boss and you're not so happy. You think that if you could just meet the one and fall in love and have the wedding and the Instagram pictures and get pregnant and have a family, you'd be so happy. But then you have a kid and he doesn't want to sleep. And you need counseling for a struggling relationship and you're not as happy as you would assume. You see, just like celebrities find and just like King Solomon found, happiness is not easy to hold on to. Which is why there's only one real place where happiness lasts, with God. 
There's this incredible passage in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 33. It says, the eternal God is your refuge. I love that idea. You could be happy. You could run into the safe, happy place, your refuge, because God is not just God. He's the eternal God. He's the God that doesn't come and go, the God that doesn't make you happy one day and sad the next. He's just consistently loving and accepting and gracious and merciful. And because God's love is eternal and it never ends, it has the ability to make us so, so happy. I actually thought of that last night. My second-born daughter, Maya, and I have this really sweet tradition that I love. We have this little journal where we write back and forth to each other. And the stuff in that little blue book is pretty private, and I couldn't tell you what's all in there, but I can tell you this, that we talk about the stuff that makes us happy and the stuff that makes us sad. What makes us afraid and nervous, I write to her and she writes back to me. But at the bottom of those little pages, there's always a a Bible passage that the makers of the journal put. And guess what passage I saw last night? Deuteronomy 33. The eternal God is your refuge. (laughs) And I circled that word eternal and I put a big arrow down to it because I know whatever my daughter's going through, whatever I'm going through, whatever makes me worried or nervous or afraid, that's the answer. The eternal God is our refuge. Only God's presence can make us happy. And it's true for you too. Because Jesus gave his life for the sins of the world, the door is open. You can run to that refuge. You can rejoice and be glad and be happy before God because he's the one place that you can always go to. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. He is the eternal God and he is your refuge. So, I don't know if you'll ever be as famous as Justin Bieber. I don't know if you'll ever have as much wisdom as King Solomon. But I do know this. There's a place where all of us can be as happy as possible in the presence of God. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you so much for opening the door so that God could be our refuge. That nothing in our past or present or future, none of our sin or the embarrassing choices that we've made would lock the door so that we couldn't get there. Thank you that we can be happy even if life is a mess right now because we have God and the eternal God is all we need. May that make us content. We're asking God that that would make us happy today. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson. You might remember when my podcast, Little Things, was right here on Grace Talks. Or maybe you've never heard of me. Either way, I want to invite you to listen to Little Things, which is now its own podcast. We take a look at little things and little ways that we can change our thinking to know and love God more. So please check out Little Things wherever you listen to your podcasts.